Welcome to the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. I'm very excited to bring to you a series called uh, Leadership in Times of Crisis and Fear. I think it's really important right now in these crazy, uncertain, and wild times for us to be level-headed, uh, very thoughtful, and very mindful of how we're leading. Uh, we're going to interview some coaches and talk about some solutions to some issues and, and how we work in our spaces. Uh, and I just hope you learn from it because we talk a lot about growth, development, learning all the time and, and, and relationships really. And I, I think those are super important right now. So continue to build those relationships, uh, bring hope, uh, build faith, be light in dark spaces. And more than anything, uh, just continue to get better every day and be what you know is needed in whatever place you're in. So I, I just really thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy it. Today's guest is Kevin Eastman. Coach Eastman talks to us today about some of the responses we can have during this time of crisis. Uh, some great ways to kind of look at ourselves as well, introspectively, and uh, how to be prepared for the future, because there is a future and this will end soon. So I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks. It's good to be on, and I appreciate what you're doing um, by having certain types of messages on at this point in time. Coach Eastman, I, I, you were one of the first people I wanted to reach out to in regards to this subject uh, for our listenership that uh, you know holds you in high esteem, and myself included. Uh, I just really feel like we need to get more of positive messages out there. You know, the media is right now kind of bombarding us with, with numbers and facts, which are great. Uh, however, there's a lot of fear mongering. And then maybe that's not the right word, but that's the word that comes to my mind. And so uh, really do need to be kind of cool headed and even kill so that we can be our best at the worst of times. So here again, thank you for being on. No, no, it truly is my pleasure. And I think, uh, you know, this is the time, and we talked about it a little bit before we went on air here, but um, I always used to think uh, when I was coaching, whether it was in college or, or the NBA, um, even through the championship uh, years, that every really good player, every really good coach, they they do have a little bit of fear in them, but there's two types of fear. There's the, the uh, motivating fear, that's the healthy fear and there's the paralyzing fear. And, um, I think we have to stay more with the, the former. Right. Um, and then I, I, I just heard, uh, something about, um, uh, former president Obama and he was talking about, you know, we, we do have to speak the truth and we do have to speak, uh, the numbers, uh, but we have to deliver it with empathy, right. uh, knowing that different people re will receive it in different ways. Um, so, uh, but obviously the biggest thing is not to misinform, right. uh, when you're in that leadership position. And that's so wise because we don't want to turn these death tolls into just to just like a ticker timer, you know, where we just see, you know, we're watch, like, we're watching sports center at the bottom of the ticker and watching numbers go up and scores changing in that those lives are so important. Those lives are valuable. Those lives are not just a number. And so, you know, we, yeah. he's, he's definitely right when he talks about empathy because that's somebody's mom, that's somebody's dad, that, you know, that's some, somebody to somebody. So, yeah, that's great stuff, Coach. I'm glad you brought that up because it, it, it reigns so true. Now, Coach, uh, what are some of the ways we can exemplify calmness and leadership during these tumultuous times? 
Well, it, it, it probably is easier to some than to others, um, based on, on who we are and, and kind of how we operate, uh, in difficult times in our jobs just on a daily basis. So, but I, I think the biggest thing uh, for me anyway, is an intentionality right. uh, with this. As we wake up each and every day, what are we intentionally going to set our attitude at? What are we intentionally going to set maybe our uh, television watching time? Um, because as you said earlier, we see those total numbers each and every day, but um, we actually should divide the number that we see by the number that we see, and we'll see that it comes to one, yeah. and it's one person. That's right. right. So it's so important uh, and 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 so uh, critical to the people around that one person. But I think intentionality is number one, and in particular, probably the age-old um, success uh, mantra, and that's control what you can control. Right. You, we all do have some level of control on those numbers by what we do in terms of. Um, staying home, uh, the distancing that they want, the washing their hands, all of the guidelines that are laid out each and every night in, in the press conference. And so, uh, but we, we can't control what they say on TV. We can't control um, what anyone is saying even in our neighborhood, but we can control how we, um, how we, we, we kind of deal with what is said and how we react to what is said. And, um, you know, I, I, I think, I, I think one thing about, uh, America is that it's a, it's a tough, it's a strong, it's a resilient, uh, group of people. And, uh, my thoughts always come to, we will get through this. Unfortunately, we'll lose some lives as we do get through it. Right. So those are just some things for, for me is it with the biggest thing being intentionality, knowing, okay, I can go one of two ways today. I can stay calm and control what I can control, or I can let this thing just permeate my entire being and, and consume me. And, and then all I hear is the negative. Right. So coach, I like what you're saying there because right off the bat, you mentioned, you know, some, some, uh, key terms, you know, when you talked about president Obama, about speaking the truth, that's very important. That's your, that's your, that's number one on your 25 power words of champions in your book. Why the best are the best. And then we're talking about actions. What are we doing? That's a, that's, a, that's word number two. And then intentionality, that's number three. So, you know, I, I, I bring that up, Coach, because you're talking about, you know, implementing things that are so practical, yet if you choose to practice these habits over and over again, you can be the best at the worst times, like, like we said earlier. And we're talking about adjustments. It, it's so difficult right now to make some of these adjustments, like you're talking about washing your hands, social distancing, all those things. And, uh, we just have to be open to like, okay, let's go with the flow. Like let's not buck the system because none of us are Dr. Fauci or, you know, not his equal. We're not in the fight of it to that degree. So we do need to kind of be here again, vigilant, aware, informed, but however submissive to that extent, you know? And so I think that's, uh, that's a great coach. Those, your, your terminology is consistent and I love that. So, Coach, uh, how can we stay connected and productive with our teams and our staffs during this time? Well, I think the biggest thing is by doing it. Uh, stop talking about it. It's really not that 
difficult a thing. I don't, I don't believe. Now it could be if some of your team members um, don't have access to the internet. Uh, my guess is probably a incredibly high percentage at least have access or do own a phone. So uh, texts, emails, Zooms, Go Meeting, Skype. Um, I know a lot of the college people that I have spoken to, um, you know, they're having staff meetings over Zoom. Uh, They're having maybe not a long one, maybe a 15-minute meeting once a week uh, with their team members uh, joining in on, on Zoom. And my guess would be uh, that those that don't have access to the internet, they're they're sending whatever the message was that day uh, to them in an, in another format. So, um, you know, uh, the best way to uh, come together as a team is is to get together as a team. Yeah. And though we can't do it physically, right. Uh, we, we are fortunate in that we're living in a world that allows us to communicate and actually see each other, uh, by not being in front of each other. So, um, I would say to people, uh, stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about how to stay connected. Do it. Actually just do it because it's, it's, it's available, uh, to us and maybe, um, make it fun. Maybe, uh, player a has to, uh, uh, come up with a topic for this week. Uh, and then, uh, uh, player B, C, and D, uh, you have to be prepared to react to what player A brought up this week Yeah, and why is it important? So there's different ways. I, I think you can actually even, uh, help your, your players and your communication, even though we're not right in front of each other. Coach, it's great. I like what you're saying about kind of mixing up the process or the, 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 uh, the approach to staying connected because I think that sparks curiosity uh, because then you get to, you know, sometimes these, you know, tough times create leadership in people who probably didn't know they were, you know? And so I think that's, uh, that's kind of what you're talking about is like have somebody else take the lead. You don't always have to be the one doing it and, you know, kind of give that accountability as well to be on the call as well. So that's, that's great coach. So and I, I know right now there's, it's hard to look at the glass half full for sure, but what are some of the positives we can take from all this, you know, like the self-quarantining, social distancing, time away from the gym and your program? You know, what, how, what, what positives can we take from all this? Well, I think, I think to me the biggest positive that I've seen is how important a team is and not the team we coach, but the team that may be the most competitive team in in our country right now. And those, those are all the first responders. Right. Those are the doctors, the nurses, the, the people who just man the desks uh, at the hospitals, the, the police, the, the military. Um, they're all coming together as one team. And now we're seeing it even uh, expand further. Uh, well, for instance, uh, the Four Seasons in, in, in Manhattan uh, has has now become a place where anyone who was brought in from out of the New York area, any medical people to help uh, because they need more, uh, they need more people there. They are now, uh, the Four Seasons, I believe it is, it might be the Ritz, but one of the two of them is putting them up. Wow. Uh, so, um, you know, and that's the, what, where it struck me is that's the exact same hotel we used to stay at when we played the Knicks, uh, each year. 
uh, when I was with Boston and, and the Clippers. Uh, so I know that I know that hotel uh, uh, very very well. So, um, and then I, I think the the other positive thing is I hope now that we we have a what should have been always the case, but have an appreciation for the underappreciated people and the underappreciated jobs sure. that are actually super crucial at this point. Yeah. Like every time you go through the, uh, the checkout line at the grocery store, you know, you never used to think of the people at the cash register. You never used to think of the people stocking, yeah. uh, the food, uh, all along the aisles, but you see how important they are. So my hope is that, that, that the positivity is, you know, uh, don't live in your own bubble. Yeah. Uh, and don't think, as my wife always says, uh, don't think that people are always thinking about you, right? <laughs> That's good. There's, there's equal to, if not more important people in the world than coaches. Correct. No, you're not the be all and end off. You're not, you know, present at that moment. Like there's other people who their presence matters just as much as yours. I think that's kind of the sentiment as well, because look at us now with no team to coach or no kids or young people to influence you know, directly in the sense of we're not in the gym every day. We don't see them in our offices all, all the time. Now we get this, we get this true epiphany that, Hey, hold on. If there's no kids, then we have no team and we have no job. So there's kind of in, in that sense, uh, kind of realizing how really important and equal we all are in, in, in a lot of different spaces. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great messaging coach. So, Speaking of messaging, what should we be messaging as leaders and as learners? Well, I think that uh, some of that depends on your own individual uh, group that you lead, team that you lead, because you know where that team is in its development, uh, in its progression. So, but I think uh, one of the biggest lessons that I would uh, I would send to those that that I lead or I still a coach, or if I was a manager of a, a, a department in a company, uh, or if I was even in the C-suite level uh, of a company, is that now is, is truly the time where we, we can control what we can control. So let's do that. And, and the two most important things uh, right now, uh, obviously family is, 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 is number one, but when you look at number two, which is the job that you have, because hopefully the overwhelming majority of people who are at home will be able to go back to the job that they just, that they had to leave. So, um, I would say, uh, as a leader, say in the corporate world, uh, do your job each day because we still have to be ready when, um, this thing breaks and we're back at work that we're ready to go. Yeah. And as doc rivers said to his team, uh, we want to win the weight. We want to win yeah. the weight. So as soon as they're ready to go, we're waiting now. But as soon as they say in the NBA, they say, okay, let's start our season. We want to win that. We want to be the most, most, most ready team out there. Same thing holds true with us. So, so do your job, however many hours that takes. My guess is you can probably get more done in less time now that you're at home. Right. And then the second thing with, that I would say as a leader, hey, take some of this time. I don't want you working on our company stuff all day. Yeah. I want you to work on yourself too. Yeah. So control that, uh, work on yourself, become better in whatever area it could be. Uh, it could be your body. You want to lose a couple pounds. 
Uh, it could be you want to get back into the habit of reading again. Go ahead and spend some time reading. It could be that uh, you're an emerging leader in one of the, the companies. So now you can read up on leadership. You can watch YouTubes. Uh, whatever the case is that you can do, but family first, then then your then your then your job then yourself. And people say, well, why not myself more than my job? Because your job, when you go back, is actually going to be paying you to be able to live in that house, drive that car, uh -huh, put your yeah. kids in the schools they want to do. So, but you can do both. I think there's because I think we can be more efficient. Um, and uh, now's the time where if you have to, maybe you have four or five kids and you don't have any time from 9 a.m. To, to, to 7 p.m. Well, I Googled it last night. There's a 6 a.m. There's a 5 a.m., right? So you can actually, it truly is, there is, if you, if you know. So you can actually go and, and do some work on yourself during those hours. I thought, it was, I thought that was a myth, Coach. I didn't know that. That's good. I'm going to have to yeah. Google it myself. So coach, yeah, there's great stuff. You know, I think about the self part. I think that's the hardest for people who are either workaholics or great at what they do. And uh, not that they're the best, but they're, they're great at what they do and they're committed to it because family and self seem to be the two that are sacrificed the most when you're, you're super committed, super uh, given to your job. And so, yeah, it's really important at these, this moment, these times, to find your identity as well within that and find out that maybe what you do isn't your identity. Come to that realization, find that, mm -hmm. that your family means more than you ever thought because you may have forsaken time with them because of your job, because of who you thought you were. And so uh, just really good stuff, introspective type stuff. It's great coach. So do you think this situation will spawn leaders and problem solvers at a larger scale now? I mean, it could, it could, because I think this is a time of emotion. Um, and, uh, sometimes when we get put up against the wall and, and, uh, we're really, uh, emotionally invested in something like trying to get back, maybe one of the team members is, is trying to keep the group together. Sometimes we end up finding things inside of ourselves, um, that we didn't know was there. And then uh, kind of what you said earlier, I have believed in uh, for a while, sometimes the worst of times brings out the best of us. Yeah. So I'm sure there will be uh, some emerging leaders. And um, uh, it might even be easier by, by emerging as a leader for some young kids by doing it uh, on a Zoom versus right there in front of that intimidating senior on our team. Right. Uh, or the coach can, can actually on purpose ask that young sophomore or junior that he thinks might be a leader in one or two years. Maybe he gives him control of, of this week's uh, zoom meeting. Yeah. So uh, you just never know. Uh, but as a, as a, as the leader or the coach or the manager in the corporate world or the vice president, uh, this is the time where you can actually help some of them actually start to emerge as a leader. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, Coach, because that's uh, it's empowerment. And that's thinking of, I think the highest form of leadership is to reproduce yourself into the, mm -hmm. that's, you know, I think about coaching trees and who comes to my mind is Greg Popovich. I mean, I'm here in San Antonio, so he comes to my mind anyways, but I think about all the coaches that have come from his coaching tree, if you will, and in the tree, mm -hmm. in the tree he came from as well. 
And so I think to myself, that's to me, uh, leadership, that's kind of a, a high standard and a true measure of a great leader is not just who are they leading and who's listening, but who's following and, mm -hmm. and who did they have to follow to get here? And so mm -hmm. it's just great stuff, coach. So my last question, coach, is that uh, yeah. what lasting thought would you leave with your peers and their families in hopes of a brighter day? Hmm. I guess I would say maybe what I said at the very beginning as we started, that uh, America is a tough, it's a, it's a tough nation, it's a strong nation, it's a resilient nation. Um, just as we have battled through recessions, we have battled through um, uh, situations like these, although not quite as as uh, exasperated as this one is, uh, we can we can uh, still today do it again. And then um, maybe the the other message is uh, we've probably all learned that we actually can do things we don't feel like doing. <laughs> yes, like we don't feel probably like being cooped up in the house all day. We don't feel like never actually being three feet from our neighbors, yeah. uh, having a discussion out back over a barbecue, but we, we're doing it. Yeah. The, the, the majority of the country is doing it and, and, and they're following the mitigation rules and guidelines. So extrapolate that out. Yeah. If you can do things you don't feel like doing relative to the situation we're in now, take it to other parts of your life. Right, you can maybe do some things you don't feel like doing. Like let, let's say the weight loss. Uh, just just find fifteen minutes to walk around your block four or five times. Start there, right? Do as many push-ups as you can, and see if you can maybe in two weeks do more. Uh, do your sit, whatever it is. You don't have a gym. Maybe it's just you're doing your push-ups and your sit-ups, and and all of your training is against your own body weight. Yeah. Right. Um, read uh, one chapter per day until you get so used to it that you can't stop at one chapter. Yeah. Right. So we can we're proving to ourselves we can do things we don't feel like doing. So let's put it into all parts of our life, uh, our, our, our jobs, our careers and even the life we live each and every day. Fantastic. Coach, I would say as well, our relationships. So yeah. sometimes there's some things that we don't want to do, like pick up our drawers off the floor or something, you know, there's mm -hmm. those little things that we need to learn to do what we don't want to do when we don't want to do them. And, yeah. uh, that really will improve our, 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 our kind of standing with other people as well. Coach, I do appreciate your time so much. I thank you for coming on and contributing, uh, just for the wisdom that comes out of you. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know about wisdom, but you got what was in my head. So uh, keep doing what you're doing because um, you never know where one thought from uh, that's sent to one of your listeners can can maybe uh, change the trajectory of their day or or their career. You never know, even even someone's life. So keep it up. Thank you. Coach. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for being on. Take care. Take care. Coach. Bye. -bye.